It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000 or shoot the guys a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Welcome in, everybody. It is a Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune here in the... uh, in the studios today, ladies and gentlemen, did I hear we're a Buffalo Wild Wings Studios? Uh, so good to be here today, and uh, we've got a special treat for you. Parker is off today. He'll be heading to San Antonio for another All-American game. So uh, Parker was in Orlando to watch the uh, Under Armour All-American game last night. You had seven Sooners involved in that matchup uh, last night. We will talk about that a little bit later on, but uh, good to be here on a Wednesday. I want to thank our friends at Lasher. Home Comfort Systems for uh, sponsoring our opening hour. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, super reliable kicker, and uh, his company is also super reliable. If you need uh, work done on your furnace, you need to get it tuned up for the winter, give Tim Lasher and his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, a call at 405-579-3113. In with us today for the full two hours. He'll be in tomorrow as well, a former Sooner great. We're talking about... Jordan Evans coming in to talk with us, former Sooner linebacker, 2013 to 2016, and for the next two days, radio guy, Jordan Evans. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me. Yes, Absolutely. You look like uh, you're in shape and ready to go because you are getting ready to go back to football. You are playing uh, with the Seattle Super Dragons. Is it? Is it the XFL, right? Yes, sir, it, XFL. Yes, sir. So, and you're leaving uh, this weekend, correct? I actually had out Saturday. Training camp is about to start. Um, really excited about that. Looking forward to the opportunities that are going to come. Yeah, you were just talking uh, with Teddy Lehman, and he talked about his experience playing in the USFL a little bit. And, of course, Teddy played in the NFL, Buckus Award-winning linebacker, uh, played with the Lions in the NFL, but also played some there. And he said, you know, that's the most fun I've mm-hmm. had playing football. Right. So. Uh, tell me about this situation coming up. Jim Hazlitt, who is formerly the Saints head coach, is going to be your head coach in Seattle. Correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very excited about it. Um, first and foremost, it's a it's a league that needs to happen. You know, you look at other professional sports. There's always these kind of secondary G leagues, minor leagues that guys can go and continue to develop and get opportunities. And for me, it's a uh, it's key because I'm coming off an of ACL tear last year, and kind of was hard getting back into it. So. Jim Hazlitt, who was my uh, linebacker coach with the Bengals my first two years there, has been in communication with me over the past uh, few months and talked about the opportunities with it and was able to draft me in one of the little XFL drafts and head out there Saturday. And like uh, what was said, is it's, it's about to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, guys can go out there. We all know our motives and why we're there. And just looking forward to it, have a love for the game, and just enjoy you know a different part of football that has not always been there. Yeah, you said before we came on the air, Jordan Evans, our guest, former Sooner linebacker from 2013 through 2016, four years with the Cincinnati Bengals, now on the roster, getting ready to play in the XFL with the Seattle Sea Dragons. You're really trying to get your love for football back. Right. What happened to it, and how do you get it back? Uh, I think it just comes from remembering why you play um, and always being grateful for why you're playing. Uh, I always will have love for the game, but there's going to be a different form of it because everybody's playing with the same uh, purpose there. You know, there's no, you know, real politics. You know, money's the same. So it's just a whole bunch of guys out there. We're going to be all living in Dallas, living in, like, 
almost a hotel dorm type situation. And it's just going to take you back to why you played as a child. And so I'm just really looking forward to that. Yeah, Bob Stoops, of course, involved. We know he was with the uh, Dallas Renegades a while back. Now they're the Arlington Renegades. So Coach Stoops is going to be involved as well. Yes, sir. Uh, Funny story. Word through the grapevine, Coach Hazlitt had told me that he had to fight Bob Stoops and the Arlington (laughs) team from drafting me. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's cool. I know there's some former OU guys that will be playing for him. It's going to be really nice to get to see him. And, you know, Bob's a great coach, so I know the team is going to enjoy playing for him. All right, let's talk about the uh, the Sooners in this past season. Six and seven. Oklahoma mm-hmm. fans are like, you're Oklahoma. How can you go six and seven? And right. there's still excitement for Brent. When Brent was hired after Lincoln Riley left the way he did, there was a lot of anger. There still is. But everybody was thinking, man, here comes Brent, man. We're going to play defense. And all of a sudden – they they don't play defense very well in right. a lot of the games. Why do you think that was? And give me some reasons why you still would feel encouraged right now, even though you saw six and seven. Yeah, obviously six and seven is not you know OU's identity, but when you look at the history of OU's identity, Brent Venables is that identity. Um, you know when he was there beforehand, you saw what he was able to do, and when he left for Clemson, uh, his accolades there are spoken for. And so him coming back was the perfect hire. Uh, it's just, you know, there's growing pains. Um, if you think he's going to walk in and to be a national champion year one, then, you know, you weren't very smart in thinking that. So I'm excited because I do believe BV's the guy. Uh, I think he wants to be here, and that's what's very important. And, you know, the struggles that happen, it's just, it just takes, a, it takes a little while for guys to adjust and uh, take over the same identity that BV wants. Yeah, what do you think people were talking about? Oh, man, what's the three-man front all about? What, what, why are they playing a three-man front? And then they're going to a four-man front. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brent wants to do a lot of stuff. Right. That is a pretty uh, you know complex playbook that he has. And I don't think they even used maybe half of it right. this year. Um, what is that like when you're in a situation where you're learning a new defense and maybe you're – thinking more than mm-hmm. you are just being out there instinctively reacting. Yeah, and that's where I think we saw a lot of the struggles with these young guys. And and all of them were essentially considered young guys because it's their first time playing in, in Brent's uh, system. Uh, but versatility on defense is always good, um, and being able to play fast is even better. And that's where I think you're going to see a lot of growth that comes from these guys being now a full year into the system and being able to play exactly how BV expects that defense to be able to play. Tell me about uh... – you know, being a linebacker, mm-hmm. your thoughts on Danny Stutzman. Deshaun White obviously is is leaving. He's done right. going to the NFL draft. Uh, Danny Stutzman recorded a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also, you know, had some issues, you know, with gap responsibility and where he was at times. That's going to happen. You're right. never going to play a perfect game. But on one of the podcasts, on the podcast on the Prairie, I remember Danny was saying, and it became a big controversy, that, you know, Coach V was saying you're one step off. And I was kind of laughing, like, seriously, one step? And he's like, yeah, one step. Uh, Details is what Brent's all about. Mm -hmm. How big are the details when you're playing that position and uh, you maybe don't have a total grasp of the details yet? Yeah, no, details are huge. I mean, they, they talk about the game being a game of inches, which is very true. Um, you know, when I played in the in college and playing the league, you you see how important details are. I'm talking about just a shade difference can change the dynamics on how the office now sees a play and runs the ball and change the gap schemes. And 
BV being such a defensive-minded guy, he he is instilling that into those guys there. And so, yeah, it matters a lot. If you're one step off, that one step can turn into a 10 plays or, or to a 10-yard or 10-yard play or to a touchdown, and that stuff matters. And with Danny as a young guy, this is his first year playing such a significant role, his growth you're going to see next year. And that's why I'm excited about him because production is a beautiful thing. You know, if I was ever to become a coach, a guy who's being very productive, you really can't always teach that. You can always instill them the playbook. But if a guy can just naturally find the ball and has those instincts, which Danny showed a lot, that's why I'm very excited to see what his his play is going to be like next year, uh, a year already into the system. So you feel still good despite 6-7 and seven and uh, BV and his philosophy, he's talking about, you know, it's, it's all about the details, how you work every day. We're building a culture here. He even said at one point we're stripping this thing down, man. We're, we're, the foundation's being laid again. Right. So would you just tell Sooner fans, be patient, let's wait this out? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to be patient. I mean, it, 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 it's not easy. You know, winning and being a dynasty is not easy, and OU has already done that. And when you have a new coach come in and the way that things are in today's game with the transfer portals and stuff like that, it's just going to take a little bit of time. And, yeah, you just got to have faith. OU's always done well. And, you know, having a 6-7 and seven season is obviously a losing season and something that we are not cool with. But you have the right people there, the right strength staff, the right coaches that are going to get those guys right. And, you know, it'll all be revealed here in next season. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, next season. Jordan Evans is with us, former Sooner linebacker. He is also going to be playing in the XFL, leaving Saturday to begin playing for Jim Hazlitt, head coach of the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons in the XFL with the Sooners 2013 through 2016, four years with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The NFL lifestyle, was it what you thought it was going to be in terms of not only the money, but uh, where it, it became, and you could say college football is a business now, too, to right. a certain extent. But was there anything about the NFL lifestyle that surprised you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things surprised me. Uh, I wasn't really – I didn't know nobody really that had made it that far outside of some former teammates, but I'm talking about that real personal to me. So everything was a new experience to me. Like my first game I remember going to was my first preseason game. But the biggest difference between college and the NFL when it comes to personal is you have to be a pro. So everything that you're used to getting from the university, you have to now provide for yourself. And if you don't, unlike a four-year scholarship, you can get cut whenever. So it goes from a game, which is still a game, but now it's a business. You have to conduct yourself as someone that goes to work every day. And if you don't, you can get fired a lot quicker than most people do. So that was that was a huge difference. And obviously the level of play is, you know, those guys in the league, they're all big, they're all fast, they're all very talented. Uh, so, But there's nothing like college atmosphere. Uh, I, playing here on Saturdays, OU Texas games, any, you know, those games, there's just always a, a special feeling when you think about college ball. Yeah, it's totally different than the NFL. And uh, some people are a little bit worried. Is NIL, the portal, going to change that a little bit? All this money and, right. you know, OU going to the SEC, Texas going to the SEC. What's it going to look like in five years? We'll talk about that because, to me, again, there's still nothing uh, like the college football experience. Jordan Evans is with us, former Sooner linebacker and uh, four years with the Cincinnati Bengals, now in the XFL, still playing some football and will be leaving to play in the XFL, begin his uh, stint there in Seattle. 
uh, this weekend. All right. Thanks again to Tim Lasher and his uh, great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. We're just underway. Mike Steely, along with Jordan Evans, for the next two days, we got the Drake, Drake Dykin, also running Mission Control for us. Thank you, Drake. Thank you very much. You're on the Home of Sooner Fans, and we're coming right back on The Ref. Hey, Sooner fans, we've got you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. No, we don't get a break. (laughs) This is the home of Sooner fans. All right, I told them, I told Casey Vineyard, one of our owners, don't put me in a picture with Teddy and Jordan. (laughs) You don't want me in that picture with Teddy and Jordan. That's like putting an average-looking lady in with the Victoria's Secret supermodels, right? I mean, come on. But she made me jump in there. That's fine. But, you know, you've got these two guys who have played football at the highest level, still in shape, still look really good, and then you put an old dude right in the middle of them, out of shape, you know, (laughs) towards the end of the line. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. But we do have Jordan Evans with us today and tomorrow, by the way, former Sooner linebacker, former Cincinnati Bengal, former Norman North Timberwolf, and uh, soon to be uh, taking part in uh, early practices for the XFL with the Seattle Sea Dragons. You're going to have to get a Seattle Sea Dragons hoodie or something. I've seen the color scheme. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty, pretty good. Okay, uh, let's play a clip last night, Under Armour All-American game. The Sooners are represented by seven guys, Jackson Arnold, P.J. Adebore, uh, Jaquez Petaway, Caden Green, Jacoby Johnson, Peyton Bowen, and Lewis Carter last night. Let's hear from P.J. Adebore afterwards, talking about playing in the game with his future teammates and getting ready for OU. It was great. Um, You know, I'm still going to see them later. Uh, here, in, here in a couple of weeks, but um, it was definitely great having this week to get to know them, you know, play alongside them. And yeah, but, you know, we got to move on, and, you know, it's time to, you know, to play against the big dog now. It's time to go locking and focus up and, you know, work. It's definitely pressure, but, you know, you got to be able to just to just take it on and just attack it full speed, full full uh, throttle, you know, and just, you know, don't, don't get, yeah, don't get complacent, you know, keep on Keep on just striving to be number one, you know, because it's, you know, it's a man's league now. You know, obviously it's, it's the first class um, for this new coaching staff, and I think this class overall is just going to just, just skyrocket. All right, uh, great recruiting class for Oklahoma. Uh, what did you think of the whole Peyton Bowen situation down the stretch with him picking up the hat and thinking, yeah, man, is he going to Oregon? There was not even an OU hat on the table there at his ceremony. And then we find out he he didn't send his letter, his letter of intent to Oregon. So you're thinking, well, the door's still open. And then the next day he signs with OU. How about that situation? Yeah, that's pretty unique. I think that's a credit to what OU's going to start doing or not start doing but is going to continue to do and is getting these top guys or what is the number two safety I mean that's huge and um you know he's right down the road not too far from here anyway so oh you can't miss out on that and we got the quarterback from there so you know that was that was pretty unique and I'm happy to see that and like dude said that's the first class uh for OU and I, I do believe they will skyrocket because they do got uh they got some good players in that in looks that like it no doubt Brent getting his guys in all right tell me about you at Norman North going through the recruiting process 
And I know the Sooners got in late on you. Tell me how it started for you, the schools that were in on you, that you were really, you know, hot on early in the process. And then the Sooners jump in again down the stretch. You end up at Oklahoma. What was it like for you? How did it unfold? Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, <clears throat> I kind of came out of nowhere. I was a late bloomer. Um, I was a cornerback all the way up until my sophomore year in high school. And you returned kicks, right? Right. But before that, I was just a corner and receiver. And then junior year, I got moved to linebacker. And I used to always be in Coach Stanley's ear like, I need to play. I need the ball in my hand. I, I, I want to score touchdowns and do all that. And then, yeah, senior year, he kind of let me rock. And I was a punt returner, kickoff returner, wildcat QB, receiver, DN, outside linebacker. And that kind of – it just kind of jump-started on my recruiting. And, like, I was a late guy. I was a 2-3 star. Wasn't a big name. Uh, my first offer was Navy. Um, there was no way I was going to – Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there because I, I wanted to go to the league and they were talking about a commitment. So I, I, I applaud the guys that can do that, but me personally, it wasn't for me. And I got a couple offers, and then um, I, was, I was sold on going to New Mexico. I was going to play safety at New Mexico. I was a huge fan That's of Coach. That's where Brian Urlacher played. Right, right. right. He got exactly. to the league. Exactly. He got to the league, and Coach Warheim was the guy that recruited me out of there. Um, and I had a good connection with him. And then we had a, I had a big game versus Owasso. And I went to the OU versus Oklahoma State game, which is at the time the last game of the year. And uh, I remember that day I was kind of tired of going to OU games because I was like, OU's not going to offer me. It's kind of wasting my time. I'm just going to go ahead and commit to New Mexico. And then I remember that day we had film uh, with – and my coach Stanley said, hey, you're going to OU, OU shoe game. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go. And he's like, I think you should go. And I was like, okay, I'll go. Next thing you know, Coach Kish is all happy. Dominic Alexander was there, and he was all happy. And I'm just kind of like, what's going on? Out of nowhere, Bob Stoops walks up to me, shakes my hand, and says, hey, man, stick around for after the game. We're going to offer you a scholarship. And just walked off. How about that? And, yeah, I was, I was kind of in shock. And I was with two <laughs> of my friends at the game. I'm like, wait, did he just say what I think he said? And next thing you know, I came after the game. He offered me a full-ride scholarship. Went home, talked to my family, and two days later I committed. So it was it was a unique and it was fun and I was happy for that, you know, that they offered me and you know, obviously things worked out. So you were headed to be a New Mexico Lobo before yes, that. Sir. And you know what's ironic is Brian Urlacher returned kicks too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I was yeah, I was I was probably I was I was set in stone. I was pretty uh pretty happy with going to New Mexico. I mean, obviously I didn't say nothing. I didn't come out with anything because you know, signing day wasn't until February at that time. But I was I was planning on going to New Mexico, get a little there so I could still return kicks, play safety, and they might even move me to a little bit of a slot receiver or a receiver out there. So I was I was going to Mexico and then OU came through and you cannot tell Bob Stoops no. <laughs> there you go. Jordan Evans with us here, Mike Steely uh on Steel Man and Thune. We got Drake Dyken running the board today. Parker is off the rest of the week. He's in San Antonio for yet another all American game. San Antonio Sooners, by the way. Playing uh, in this upcoming game, Sammy Omasigo, Josh Bates, uh, Josiah Wagner, and Makari Vickers after the seven who played last night in the Under Armour game. Jackson Arnold, uh, P.J. Adebore, uh, Jaquase Petaway, Caden Green, Jacoby Johnson, Peyton Bowen, and Lewis Carter. What is it like to be a former, uh, you know, really good collegiate player, playing at your dream school, playing in your hometown, but now thinking back, you just missed the NIL era. Mm-hmm. That's got to be kind of tough, right? I mean, did you feel at the time that basically the hours, because you're trying to be a student as well. Right. And uh, college football at a blue blood program like Oklahoma is like having a full-time job. Correct. You know. For sure. 
and then you've got a full-time schedule not easy mm-hmm. not easy at all and then you got to deal with fans if you don't win and all that stuff and you know your fan base is great but they expect greatness exactly so tell me what it's like now thinking that i just missed the nil era and you went through all of that stuff which i'm sure you appreciate For got sure. you to the league yes sir but what do you think of the the nil and all the portal stuff right now I would have tried to make so much money as possible if I, I was, was doing the NIL. You, yes, now, who would your top three? You have three NIL deals you think you probably could have signed at OU. What would those three be? Shout out to Hal Smith. Okay. All his restaurants in Norman are great. Every time I'm in town, I always got to go to his, especially Charleston. So I would have tried to work something with him. Hal Smith does not open bad restaurants. Uh, not period. at all, exactly. So that would have been nice. Um, you know, who doesn't like a little car deal? You know, yeah, that would have been yeah. nice as well. And then Spencer Rattler got a couple. Of exactly. Course, right? Exactly. And, you know, I was driving one of my grandfather's uh, hand-me-down cars, so I wouldn't have been <laughs> too upset to try to get a new one. And then whatever else was opportunity, I would love to have done something where I could have give back to Norman North um, uh, camps and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of NIL. Uh, I think the kids deserve to get something for what they put in here. Um, I do know that it's going to get exploited and some people might get taken advantage of, and I'm not a fan of that. But any of these kids be able to, you know, better themselves, especially financially. And some of these guys don't come from that. And I was blessed with a family that was able to support me for the most part throughout all, all of college. So these guys get an opportunity. And like you said, you know, it's it's constant work. I won't forget freshman year, I'm doing 545 workouts with Schmitty. And then you have mandatory breakfast. Then you have class around 10 to like 12, you have mandatory uh, study hour. Then you have special teams film, practice and meetings all the way up to six, mandatory dinner, and then you have tutoring from seven to like nine. And then you do it all over again. That's your day. That's your day. That's it. And you're wiped out, I'm sure, by Mm -hmm. the end of all that, man. And you still got to do homework, still want a social life. Right. You know, there's still a lot of things that, you know, as college students that we want to do and be able to participate. Oh, and by the way, you're not working. So it's kind of a lot of things that are going on. So the NIL stuff, is it's, it's good for these kids that are getting these opportunities. And, you know, you see some guys do some very beneficial things with those opportunities that they've been able to have. Yeah, I like what Nick Evers, of course, is uh, went through the portal to Wisconsin, but I like what he did. You know, he's giving it all away basically right. the first year. I love that where you can make a difference. There's nothing wrong with you know pocketing your NFL your NIL money too, but if you can do some good with that, even better. And, and Nick Evers, I know, was doing that uh, last year. So you're not a guy that thinks you know the portal and the NIL is such a slippery slope that college football's in trouble. I believe there needs jurisdiction in some of the areas um, NIL because you don't. I'm not a fan of seeing young athletes getting taken advantage of. Uh, and then the transfer, for, transfer portal, I believe there is good in certain situations. You know, when grad students leave, guys that, you know, don't have a good mesh or when coaches leave. Now, guys that are able to just bounce around, bounce around, bounce around, I do think that's a problem. And the biggest problem that, that gets that uh, backlash are high school kids. High school kids that are getting recruited that aren't the five stars. Yeah, good you point. You know, they're not getting a scene because guys are going to get picked up in transfer portals. And secondly, the guys that transfer that don't get picked up, where they end up? You know, I'm all for these players to get as many opportunities as possible, but also I don't believe that just because things are hard, you should be able to bounce. So I'm not 
all for it and I'm not all against it. I just believe there needs to be some form of jurisdiction in the transfer portal. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. All right, Jordan Evans is with us. Mike Steely in today. Uh, Parker is off today. We got the Drake, Drake Dykin running the show for us in there in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Good to have you with us. Want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems again for sponsoring our first hour. Good to have Jordan Evans in with us. We'll head to the text line. Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. You can send us your texts. Any questions for Jordan, uh, go ahead and feel free. Start sending them right now. We'll talk about, you know, Jordan's thoughts on Lincoln Riley's departure, what's going on with SC, and uh, more on the current state of the Sooners. All of that coming up next here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, we are back. If you're the seeker, old school who right there. Welcome back. If you seek Sooner knowledge, it's right here, ladies and gentlemen, on the Ref Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans. Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Riverwind Casino, thank you. Riverwind Casino, uh, all the best games, over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games as well. They have a tremendous poker room. They have a world-class hotel right there attached to the casino. Uh, great promotions right now. The showdown in the desert promotion is happening. Get out, play with your wild card through January 13th. If you are among the top five point getters on your wild card on specific gaming machines, which they will point out to you, there's signage all around them on the gaming floor. Play those gaming machines, and you will, if you finish in the top five, get one of five trips they're giving away to the Super Bowl out in Phoenix. All right. You get uh, game tickets, obviously. Airfare, hotel, even $1,000 cash, they will set you up. You'll have a great time at the Super Bowl. Get out there and play in the Showdown in the Desert promotion at Riverwind Casino. Yet another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. All right. Air Cover Solutions text line. Steely, you sound too serious. Mr. Evans will think you're a serious journalist. Relax. That's a joke about yesterday. I said there's no journalism here anymore. There's no journalism. (laughs) I I don't do journalism anymore. There are journalists still who work here, like Parker Thune, but I'm just paid to give my opinion and try and have a good time and talk sports. So there's no real journalism here. Steelman and Evans after 11. Yeah, well, that's the way. Ask Jordan about the clip of him you guys posted. Which one was it specifically? It was the um, talk after the Sugar Bowl with, with, uh, against Auburn. Oh, they yeah. asked about the SEC. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Tell us about that. Bob never had any issue taking shots at nah, the SEC at all, right? Bob could not stand that narrative. And <laughs> yeah. I feel him, and I couldn't stand it either because football is football. And like I said there, if you're the best team, the best team comes out on top. And I went four and over to SEC schools. And does that mean the Big 12 is better at SEC? No, it just means OU was better at that time. And it was annoying to hear. And it's kind of funny to go back and – uh, listen to uh, listen to that clip because of Bob and the Samajes and Baker's reaction, and then at the very end, you can hear me whisper, "Hey, did I answer that okay?" Because you know, I just yeah, you know, I didn't really care, and I was <laughs> glad that we went out there and smacked them boys to for my last game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, from the four hundred five, uh, I think you. He's talking to Jordan here. Overlapped with Vontez Perfect. How was he as a teammate? Vontez was a great team. I love Vontez. Great person. That dude would hit you, man. He was a headhunter. Yes. And I know his rep in the league might not have been as admirable for some people, but 
from my personal experiences, Tez was a great guy. I'm still cool with him. He still supports me. He still asks how I'm doing. So, you know, Tez was one of the – he just played in a, a time that wasn't made for him. If you'd have played 10 years before, he's like a Hall of Fame linebacker. Dude, I'm telling you, back in the day, he would have fit in with, like, the old-school Oakland Raiders exactly. back in the day. Because exactly. you talk about, like, safeties like Jack Tatum and George Atkinson. You know, you remember the, the hit in a, in a preseason game that Jack Tatum put on Daryl Stingley that paralyzed him mm-hmm. in, a, in a preseason game. Uh, I mean, old school NFL, you go over the middle as a wide receiver, you were going to get your bell rung. That right. was part of it. Right. Uh, and Burfecht seemed like kind of a throwback guy. Yes. Was he a dirty player? I would say no. I just think he played hard. He played, played physical. I think he needs to have a 30 for 30 on him that says uh, too physical for the league. And – you know, I know maybe there's some times that he quote-unquote did dirty things, and in that moment, yes, but overall I would never say he's a dirty player. I just think he was a great player. He was crazy smart, and he's a, he's a good friend. He's a, he was a good friend to me, and so I will always speak highly of him. You were part of the uh, the rise of the Bengals also. And, again, we by the way, i got to ask you, Bengals involved in that scary moment right. uh, with DeMar Hamlin mm-hmm. the other night. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts when you saw all that, uh, you know, He's still – there's some good news with DeMar Hamlin, it looks like. Right. But it's going to be a, a road back for him, and we, we want to keep praying for him. But what were your sure. thoughts on what you saw the other night in the uh, Bengals-Bills game there? Yeah, it was sad. It was very, very sad because um, the NFL community is a brotherhood, so you always want those guys to be good, especially healthy. You know, the game's only a short time. It's an experience more than it is a career. And you want all every guy to walk away on his own two feet and – you know, you've never seen that. They were giving him CPR. They had to bring him back, and they had to rush him to the hospital, and he's in critical condition. We learned that happened twice, too. Right, right. So it's it's very it's very sad. You pray for him. You pray for his family. You pray for the organization. You pray for T. Higgins, the guy that was involved in it. And you just hope that, like, you know, when he wakes up, he's good, and, you know, he's fighting for his life. So you just, you know, just continue to pray for him, and I know I have. Yeah, tell me about the player who surprised you the most when you were in Cincinnati, whether it was a superstar who has really kind of took you under his wing or maybe a player that you thought, this guy's this, but he was actually that. Was there a player in the NFL, maybe you were a little bit in awe of when you first got there that surprised you, or is is there any story there? Um, I don't know about awe, but I know the first name that came to my mind was A.J. Green. Because A.J. Green is a, is a great receiver, and he was at that time one of the top yeah, receivers absolutely. in the game. But he was the most humble guy in the locker room. If you'd have walked in the locker room, you would not have been able to point out who A.J. Green is because he doesn't bring that type of attention to him. And you'd get this kind of false image of how you think the top guys in the NFL are supposed to act, but he was very, very humble. And when you see that, it was, it, was, it was admirable to see that as a guy who was a top guy in the league, but how humble he was. Yeah, and receivers, I think, notoriously, at least the fans think, are probably the biggest divas in the NFL. Right, 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 exactly. And him and his his wife and family, they were very, very nice and open arms, and you know, they were just it was good people. So that was that was that was fun to see. Jordan Evans, our guest, uh, former Sooner linebacker, uh, four years with the Bengals, now getting ready to go to camp with the Seattle. Sea Dragons in the XFL. Remember, Bob Stoops is back there, man, with the Arlington Renegades. And Jordan told us earlier that Bob was trying to fight with his coach, Jim Hazlitt, on getting uh, Jordan to Seattle. All right, one guy that I know you were on the other side of the football, but that Sooner fans love, you know, ran into a unfortunate situation this year, Cale Gundy. Mm-hmm. 
And as Sooner fans, it doesn't feel right not having Cale Gundy on the staff at Oklahoma. 100% Sooner. Right. Uh, obviously, there was a situation where he picked up, you know, the uh, the laptop during the meeting, mm-hmm. uh, uttered a word that should never be uttered. Right. And uh, the way I looked at it, I said, man, it's unfortunate for Kale because he just shouldn't have picked up that grenade. Right. But I don't think he is any way racist. And believe it or not, both sides of that coin, you know, could be true. Right. You make a mistake. What are your thoughts on how that went down? And your feelings on uh, on Kale Gundy, because I know, you know, Kale Gundy is one of the all-time uh, favorite Sooner coaches. Yeah. No, I, I have a lot of respect for Kale. Kale and I go back. I mean, I played Little League with his son, KC. Uh, Kale was one of the earlier guys to recruit me. Kale also showed a lot of support throughout college and in the league, and he still texts me. When that thing happened, it was very unfortunate. Um, there always are uh, repercussions for your actions and consequences for what you do. And I think it put the university in a situation that they had to handle it and in their mind they handled it properly. Um, yeah, you can't do that um, because you don't know what kind of effects that has long term to those kids. And they made a decision and, you know, I, I texted Gundy and I said, hey, I'm really sorry that happened that way. And I always appreciate everything you've done for me. And he texted me back and he said, I love you. And then that's that's, you know, that's good for Gundy. And he still asked how I'm doing. I still got a good relationship with him. And like you said, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, and, and I hope good things still come his way. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing, it's just, you know, people make mistakes, even egregious mistakes right. like that. And unfortunately, in the climate, look, that's one. That's the worst word you can utter, in my right. opinion. Yeah. No doubt about it. And I, there's nothing I hate worse than racism. Right. Uh, it's brutal. But for Kale, I, I think what happened is the ramifications of that that could be used against OU in recruiting, mm-hmm. you know, because recruiting can be a dirty business. Hey, you, they still have that assistant coach around. Did right. you see what happened last year? Mm-hmm. And I think he was – look, he made a mistake, right. no doubt. But I think because of the climate we're in and uh, how that could be used against OU long-term, that, you know, that's pretty much the decision they had to make. Yeah, and, and if you want to take a stance on things, you have to take a stance on things no matter who it was. Right, And if you don't want that type of foul play, and if you look at the history, when I was there, the SAE incident happened. Oh, yeah. And they were chanting, God, that was and horrific. we protested. Well, those coaches were protesting with us. Right. Well, if we want to take a stance against You can't SAE, pick and choose and you got to do it with everybody. Right? So, you know, like I said, it was a very unfortunate thing. I don't believe there was any malicious intent behind Gundy. And, you know, it just happened that those were the consequences that came from that. Yeah, well said. Uh, yeah, when it comes to that, you can't pick and choose. Right. You just can't. Uh, you either are, you know, you're either against it or, you know, unfortunately there's still some idiots out there. But yes. I just feel bad for Kale because I think it was probably an honest mistake. The one thing I didn't like about it personally, I thought I don't think Brent needed to put out the second tweet and basically say, yeah, Kale did this multiple times or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was necessary. But, uh, again, it shouldn't have uh, – like I said, I think Kale picked up a grenade and it, and it went off. So, Jordan Evans is with us. Good to have you with us. We'll keep getting back to your texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's 405-651-3439. Are you warm in here? I feel great. You feel all right? Yes, sir. I'm all uh, good. This, we call this – this could also be the Crock-Pot Studios. We're slowly <laughs> roasting in here every day. So, But this is a man who's in shape. I told Casey not to put me in that picture. 
with two studly looking men and you uh, got this old guy. People like, on the text line are talking about how Ted still looks like he should be in the league too. Uh, I mean so look that, at George. Yeah. Well, I mean George I mean, yeah, he's still playing. Yeah, Teddy looked great, doesn't yeah, he? He absolutely. does. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it's it's you're not uncle. I mean uncle can this, obviously no, play like that. It's a bad look. Yeah. It's a really bad yeah. look. I want that picture taken down. <laughs> it's gonna live around forever now. I think we should leave it up. I yeah. think it, yeah. <laughs> Let it live forever still, man. Oh, the days of social media, it will. We'll be right back. This hour of the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show is brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated and serving the OKC Metro since 2007. For all your heat and air needs, call Lasher's at 405-579-3113. Man, we should should probably stop talking in here during the breaks because some of the good stuff is happening during (laughs) the breaks, too. Jordan Evans joining us. Former Sooner linebacker, 2013-2016. Your questions coming in on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions tax line, 405-651-3439. We've got about uh, seven minutes or so left in this segment. We've got a lot of topics still to tackle and more of your texts on uh, the way. All right, and and speaking with Cale Gundy, I remember you were a part of the, the tech game, Baker versus Patrick Mahomes, which was unbelievable, and everybody, what a great game. Man, neither team can play defense. And I know you were struggling at that time. Right. And you made a commitment to finish out the season strong Correct. on that side of the football. And you had a great rest of the year. Yes, sir. And that probably helped pave your way to the league, For the sure. way you played the rest of the year. And you said Cale Gundy was a big part of that. And, you know, as much as I dog Lincoln Riley, and some of it's a bit, Lincoln Riley also, you know, uh, gave you um, – you know, a lot of praise for that. So where were you mentally and after that tech game? And tell us how Kale and even Lincoln Riley, you know, sought you out to basically thank you for playing at a higher level after that. Right. Yeah. Um, if you know the story of me, you would know that the tech game was a pivotal game for me. Um, I wasn't playing at the level that I should have been playing for myself and for the team. And, you know, we struggled a lot because of that. Tech game was terrible. Everyone talks about how great it was, but for me it's like a nightmare because I don't even want to go back and watch that <laughs> game because how bad and poorly I was playing. And that's when I had a conversation with my dad, and it was a very tough conversation. And that's when I kind of had realized I needed to revamp and refocus myself on and off the field. And I dedicated a lot that last rest of the season, and I you know, I turned myself around, and I think I helped the defense out a lot. And I specifically remember, um, you know, Lincoln talked to me before and kind of was like, hey, Jordan, you know, you can do better, you know, and that meant a lot because that's a guy from offensive side that was able to speak to me. But after we won the Big 12 championship, I remember skipping around at the, we played Oklahoma State, skip around to um, OU Stadium, just happy. And Lincoln, or not Lincoln, excuse me, Kale went out his way and came and, you know, praised me for what I did. And it's kind of said, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if we could be here. And it meant a lot because, you know, you don't always get your flowers. And when you do get them, especially from, a coach like Kale, it meant a lot. And, you know, I kind of cherished that moment because it was hard for me and I put a lot of work into it. And then Kale to come and kind of give me a the pat on my back, it, it, it meant a lot. And you said Lincoln Riley did the same thing, right? right? Yes, Lincoln did. And, you know, they, if you are able to be good to me, I can always appreciate that, you know. And, and they both did that for me. And, and it's something that I'll always remember. All right, so that game was uh, – was one that you don't really like to remember. No, sir. But you knew the moment you saw 
Patrick Mahomes that uh, this guy was unbelievable. And Baker is unbelievable. Why do you think Baker has struggled in the league? I mean, he's had moments. I mean, he led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs. But for for the number one pick, why do you think Baker's struggled? I think he just has to find his home. Um, Everyone that talks about being in the league is always about finding the right fit. And Cleveland, we thought, might have been, and then he found his struggles, and he played injured, which I think uh, didn't help him. Which is, you know, he's a tough guy. Yeah, but probably the wrong move. Probably the wrong move because you got to be able to play healthy. Because obviously, the NFL is going to judge you based off your play, healthy or not. Um, so I'm really hoping that this uh, this chance he has with the Rams is going to revamp his career, career with Sean McVay. He's a good quarterback coach. I think he will enjoy the city of LA, and you know, I think Baker will be all right. What did you think of Baker as a teammate? Oh, I love Baker yeah, as a teammate. Everybody man. did, but yeah. it was the same in the locker room. Correct? Right, he's that guy that. I'm sure if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you're going to despise him because, you know, he's so good. And Bake was just a guy. He came in uh, as a walk-on, what was that, my sophomore year. And I won't forget, he used to torch us on Scout O. Like, I mean – Mike Stoops used to get so mad at us, but we were like, bro, Baker is killing us. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> so we knew, honestly, whenever our junior came around and him right. and Trevor Knight had a uh, QB battle, we we all knew that it was going to be a real battle. Baker's one of those guys that, again, I can remember on his pro day when he walks out and he basically whistles and everybody comes and gathers around him and he goes out and has a great pro day. And look, playing quarterback in the National Football League is not easy. No, sir, it's hard. Not easy. Um, and look for the number one overall pick. Yes, he struggled, but he's had his moments. But you think, what would you would you think that he might hang around with the Rams and see what happens with Stafford? How much longer he plays? Because playing quarterback for Sean McVay is a pretty good thing, right? Exactly. You see what he's done with Jared Goff. He just came off a Super Bowl win, bringing Matt Stafford in. Now Matt Stafford, obviously a great quarterback, but you know, base going to probably do what he believes is best for him. If he believes it is sitting there and kind of taking a uh, a passenger seat to Stafford for his probably last few years in the league and want to play for Sean McVay, then, yeah, if he thinks he wants another opportunity elsewhere, then he'll do that. So, I mean, I think Bake needs to do what he believes is best for him so he can be able to sleep good at night, you know? Yeah, and, uh, you know, the situation in Cleveland uh, with Deshaun Watson, you know, that, that got um, a lot of attention. Right. Deshaun Watson has struggled. The Browns aren't going to the playoffs. Carolina was just a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he can hang with the Rams, who knows? And maybe, you know, he's 2-2 two and two so far Yes, with the Rams. Maybe he plays out as another great game. Uh, to close it out and get another job somewhere else. So yes, it'll sir. be interesting. Jordan Evans is with us. That's going to wrap hour number one. We've got another hour to go. We're going to talk about uh, Lincoln Riley's departure, his thoughts on that, get to more of your texts, talk more uh, about the NFL. we got a lot of other subjects to talk about. And uh, we're going to ask Jordan also, why has the University of Oklahoma struggled defensively? You know, for a while. We'll talk about that also. Thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. You're with the ref on this Wednesday. Parker is off the rest of the week. Appreciate having you guys in here. We got to rush to a break. You see what I did there? Thank you very much. More with Jordan Evans coming up here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Stay with us. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome in for hour number two. 
Well, we've got uh, two men talking here. One's a young, in shape, studly football man, Jordan Evans, former Sooner, and one's an old man. That's me, Mike Steely. How you doing on this Wednesday? We got Drake Dyken over there. He is also an old man, somewhat old. He's on his way to old. Wait a minute. He's giving me a look now. I'm only 33 still, man. You're Don't... 33, really? Yeah. Oh, you're a long ways yeah. away from old. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You say that like you're surprised. Well, I mean, I'm not really uh, just surprised. Because I, no, just I just think... because I shaved my head doesn't mean that I'm uh, Vegas geriatric. had you. Vegas had you at 37, so oh. I was taking the over. Wow. But okay. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just saying. Taking so. the over. Well, you know. No respect. Because you're such a mature dude, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's <laughs> Very what mature. It is. Yeah. For your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it's, no idea that, that you were a somehow. young pup. And by the way, have they yeah. taken that picture down of me? I mean, uh, can they No, put... as of right now, I'm off your team as far as getting it taken off Can uh, they Photoshop after... me out of there? Um, No. I, I think after the last, <laughs> like, five sentences you had, probably you won't have me in your corner on that. So. I tried to tell them, don't put an old yeah. man in that picture with two in-shape dudes. I will never live that down. And, you know, that's, that's going to be coming around at the next Christmas party. Steel is a shoe. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. So, hey, anyway. hey, there's worse things to have happen than be in a picture with two OU linebackers. I mean, what what more do you want? I mean, I look like the the average Joe fan guy that's taking the picture. I don't want to well, be the average Joe I mean, fan guy. You know? That's part of your appeal, though. Oh, still, really? Man. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. That's part of your appeal. You thought 37. You would have taken the over on Drake, wouldn't you? No comment. All right. See? Thanks. See? Yeah. All right. Smart man. Jordan Evans in with us, uh, former Sooner linebacker, getting ready to head out and play in the XFL. Training uh, begins uh, over the weekend, Seattle Sea Dragons. I will have to get a hoodie there. Played with the Bengals in the NFL for four years as well. Okay, so we've uh, broached a number of subjects, and we are going to get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, by the way. I have been, I admit, I've been very angry about Lincoln Riley's departure. I've called him an SOB. I said he's a lying liar. And I've been very petty about it. Now, part of that is a radio bit, just a part of it. But there, it's also not totally a radio bit. There's some anger here. I need, some, <laughs> I need to resolve these issues. I have been stuck in the anger stage since. There's no acceptance. There's no denial. I've been... Right in the middle of that. Can confirm it does bleed into the off-the-air attitude of now, Steel Man. we didn't start Tebow here, but we did start Mule Shoe here. Yeah, It absolutely. started here. So he's either known. You started know, as the Mule Shoe Weasel here. Yes, so. and we just cut it down. You know what? We just need to cut it to Mule yeah. Shoe. Freaking Mule Simplify Shoe. Simplify it. Now, I was angry about how it all went down. And SC, the OU's history with SC made it even worse. You have grown, though, because you've gotten to the point where you can say Lincoln again. Well, see, I'm actually doing some journalism here there today. We go. Just there a we little go. bit. So, you know, <laughs> some journalism today. Uh, so, Lincoln Riley, how did you feel about how it went down, and how do you feel about the man? I know a lot of people have a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, me, personally, I don't ever, on really many people, wish bad on somebody or have something. Yes, could have been handled differently. Sure. But in his mind, he made a decision that was best for him. He did what he did, and so I respect it. Um, I would have loved to see him here. I loved him to, because I think he was a great coach. Um, you know, he's at SC, and he's got a Heisman winner, and he's uh, got a couple wins and went to the Pac-12. They didn't win. So, you know, I mean, I wish was best for him. 
Um, so I don't have no ill will towards them, but I want to say I'm also 100%, you know, I just, I'm kind of neutral ground. Um, I have loyalty obviously here. And Lincoln also did something when I blew my knee out um, last year with the Bengals. He texted me and said, hey, I'm really sorry to hear about your knee. If you ever need anything, let me know. And I will always hold that dear. So as him as a man, I respect him and I appreciate what he's done for me. Damn it. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say you can't feel how you feel. I believe people can feel how they feel. But me personally, mm-hmm. I'm cool. I'm, I'm, I, I parted ways. And my thing is, is us complaining about it going to change yeah, anything. That's true. You know, you know here's a, you're not 30 yet, are you? No, sir. I'm 27. I see. I knew, I thought 2000. I was trying to do the math. I'm thinking just 16 for 21, but I don't know seven. No. So, so you're 27 still. Right. Okay. I got a birthday come up here this, in a few weeks. This kid, he's very bright, obviously, well spoken, <laughs> articulate, uh-huh. and he's more mature than this nearly 60 year old man. That's right. Isn't that sad on That's my right. part? It's very sad. But you also have 60 years of being an OU fan. And I only got yeah. 27, well, so you might, the love might be a little different, maybe, you know? You, you there's a lot up. of angst mixed into there. Still, <laughs> All man. I said is when he goes on one of his deep-sea fishing trips, I hope he gets stabbed by a sailfish. <laughs> oh That's God. all I said. But I said not in a major artery where it affects him long-term, but just, a, you know, the fin of a sailfish. Like in the in the calf muscle or something. I, I, mm. I feel like the odds are not in your favor out on the deep seas like that if that were to happen. So, uh. <laughs> All right. See, now what's going to happen is Jordan is going to take me straight out of the anger stage. Yeah. What's acceptance next? Yeah. Is that what yeah, it is? You know, I'm yeah. just here to help you out. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, why can't the Sooners play high-level defense? I mean, it sounds like a basic question because – when I grew up back in my day, right. you know, Joe Washington, those teams with the Selman brothers, uh, the 85 team, I know it's a different game. You know, the, you know, it used to be that maybe you'd throw the ball on third down unless you were like BYU or mm-hmm. San Diego State or some team that really threw the football back in the day. It was like run it a couple times, and then if it's third and pass like six yards, then you can throw it. But it just seems to me like, the o, the great OU teams could play both sides of the football. Why has it been a struggle on the defensive side of the ball for OU? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we struggled when I was at OU. Um, the game has changed, especially in the collegiate level, where you're not going to see those no. seven to three games no, anymore like we used to. Absolutely not. Um, but to me, I'm a I'm all for accountability, and I think players have to take more accountability for their lack of play and not making the plays on the ball or whatever it is instead of always referring to the coaches. Now, it's the coach's job to make sure the guys are lined in the right place and make the right play call or you know, right play call and develop these guys. So I think just over the past few years, I mean, guys maybe haven't bought in or the defensive scheme wasn't made for the correct guys. I mean, there's, there's so many things that can play a factor to that. Uh, but, you know, if I'm in the room and the defense is bad, before I point at a coach person, I'm pointing at myself. And I continue to have that mindset. Now, if I transition to a coach one day when I'm done with football, my mindset is going to be it's my fault. You know, I think, you know, each and every person has to take a look and bring what they're supposed to bring to the table, especially for the defensive side. All right, Jordan Evans is with us, and uh, we're talking about a number of subjects, 405-651-3439 in the Air Coverage Solutions text line. So in that tech game, which I know is a bad memory for you, um, did you 
obviously people were talking about Mahomes as an NFL prospect before right. that, but did he even wow you? Like, man, I knew this kid was good, but this is For unbelievable. Sure. Yes. What was it about him? Was it his ability to run, improvise, all of it? It was everything, and I have one specific memory too. First off, I mean, he can make every throw, and he was big, strong, and he can run. I mean, he broke like a record against us. They stopped the game to like congratulate him. Yeah. But I remember more specifically there was a play we were backed up, and he did a no-look pass on me. He was rolling out. I thought he was throwing out to my right, and the ball went back the other way. And I looked at him like, dude, did you just do a no-look pass? And he just kind of smirked. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never that's, – that's what you do on a basketball court. You do not do that on a football field. And I'm pretty sure the throw he made was a dot right to the guy's chest, but he dropped it. So right then and there, I was just, I remember at the sideline, I was like, yeah, he's different. So what he's doing in the league right now, I, that was expected from a very early time with me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jordan Evans is with us, and we're going to the Air Conference Solutions uh, text line in the next segment. It's 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. By the way, Jordan's going to be with us again tomorrow. Uh, and Friday, I will be out at Riverwind Casino. He is leaving uh, to uh, start playing in the XFL for the Seattle Sea Dragons. This league seems like, I, I know everybody is like, well, these leagues, they never work out long term. But you do have the Rocks involvement, too. Right. There's a guy who knows something about entertainment. Uh, all you have to do is look at his track record, uh, what he's done. But um, how excited are you? Obviously, you said you wanted to get your love back for football again. Did you, when you immediately got this invite, were you like, "Yeah, I'm doing this"? Did you have to debate it or what? Oh yeah, I had a, I had, um, I had to debate it, because um, in my mind, I'm supposed to be in the NFL. You know, I just felt like the knee injury set me back, and I was working. I had probably six workouts with teams over the year, and so I'm just waiting for that call, waiting for that call. So when the XFL kind of was a thought, it was just like a very back burner but a backup plan just in case, and now that just in case is here. And I'm excited because I'm about to play football again. If you look at the USFL last year, they had like 50-something guys get signed out of the USFL league, and some of those guys made a roster. I mean, uh, Turpin, who played at TCU, he was like an MVP in the USFL, and this year he's a right. pro bowler. Yeah. So yeah. it's a league that's good because guys are getting the opportunity to get some film and get a chance. And all you ask for, especially in the NFL, is just let me get my foot in this door. Because all you can ask for is the opportunity. And then what you do with the opportunity is all on you. Your belief, though, you are still an NFL-quality player, yes, and sir. this is a road back for you. Yes, sir. I just believe that, hey, I tore my ACL meniscus last year. Uh, think I was on a one-year prove-it deal in my fifth year with the Bengals. And, mm -hmm. you know, now i got to go get some tape, show that I'm healthy, so that I can still play, and get right back to it. Jordan Evans is with us. All right, we want to thank uh, this hour our sponsor, the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Cars, trucks. SUVs, you're looking for a free-owned vehicle, they have it for you there at the Seth Wadley Auto Group, and they've got a great guarantee after the sale. Oil changes and engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Let's take a timeout right here. Right, you can bump out with some Ray Charles anytime. Good stuff. We'll be back. We'll go to the text line next here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. We are back. You've got Jordan Evans in with us today. Former Sooner linebacker. There you go. That's a lagging, great song. Lagging that, huh? Yes, lagging sir. Lagging that. 
All right. Uh, we've been talking about a, a lot of things. And, again, uh, we welcome your text. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. True Sooner wants to know what's up with Sark. What did you think uh, about – you saw the Sark video, right? Uh, the Holiday Bowl? He was coming out. And uh, you know how the, the, the networks have that guy holding you guys back. Oh, the back. coach for Texas, and he was yeah. like, like, he used vulgar language. Yes, was like, and he went absolutely yeah, ballistic. That was, that was kind of weird, I man. Was like, man. That was very, very weird and, and very uncalled for. I didn't yeah. understand. I, I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was, that was offsetting. It was. It was yeah. very, you know, and look, Steve Sarkeesian uh, had an alcohol issue. That's why he lost his job at USC. He mm. came back, went through rehab, more power to him. I, You know, for a Texas coach, I kind of like him, actually. That was very unusual. Obviously, I went through Nick Nick Saban's rehab clinic. A lot of coaches do that. Yeah. But that was like, man. Yeah, that was weird. I know I saw some stuff on Twitter about it, just talking about, you know, behind closed doors, stuff like that. But Strange. There was no reason in my mind for that. You could, If you don't want his hands on, you could easily just say, hey, man, you yeah. ain't got to touch me no more. I don't, I'm not going to go no more forward. I'm good. But right. Yeah. To do that, yeah, I don't know well, how. I if I was, if I was the guy that was gonna yell at, I, I, y'all was all reaction out of me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's absolutely. no way. Is there any atmosphere that in college of the NFL that has come close to comparing to OU Texas for you? Any? I mean, Super Bowl's pretty. <laughs> but I mean, the Super atmosphere. Bowl. Yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl is awesome. Obviously, um, the NFL has a great crowd and has a great atmosphere as well but it's just something's different it's hard to put like actual words on what it is especially OU Texas has such a rich history as a rivalry game it's one Mm -hmm. of the top rivalries in all sports and I tell guys that are not from the area I said think of a rivalry game where basically two states are all in one location and everything shut down I mean fall break is centered around this game where kids are out of school so they can be here right and everything's split right down the middle there's a huge fair outside with rides, all the food that you can think of. I mean, I have some friends that I'm with, and I told them, when we're all done and we have a time, we're going to go back. And these are guys that have never been here, and I'm going to take you guys to your first OU Texas game so y'all can see what it's like out here. Yeah. And, you know, they're all for it. So it's – I don't know if I can really truly compare something to that. That's in its own, yeah. own field. Uh, Super Bowl week, was that fun? I mean, leading up to the game, all that stuff. It seems yeah. very corporate, but how was it for you guys? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I had a different approach or view to it because obviously I was sidelined with the ACL tear. Right. So I was, in my mind, maybe I was compensating a little bit because I wasn't playing and being at practice. I was going to go enjoy L.A. and enjoy all the theatrics of what the Super Bowl brought. And, you know, Super Bowl was fun. It was a little different because there's, like, so many celebrities there. Uh, halftime performance I got to watch. So I had a good time. Obviously, I wish I was playing. Um, I actually woke up Super Bowl morning pretty emotional. I had to call my dad because I wasn't playing. But I want to be a good teammate to those guys and just enjoy you know, something that's not always promised. I want to talk to you. Your dad, Scott Evans, yes, Edmund, number 78, really good player for Oklahoma, highly recruited. Uh, so you, had the, you, had the, you truly had the Sooner Day, OU DNA. Right. You grew up in a biracial family. Yes, I know sir. you've talked about this. Uh, we've seen stories about it. Uh, it was a little bit different. Uh, that's, again, that nowadays is not a big deal right. and shouldn't be a big deal in any situation. Correct. It's all about love and respecting your family and all of that. But it was, I'm sure, somewhat of an experience for you. But you have tried to use that experience, and you were talking to me about 
you know, for instance, in this Kale Gundy situation, mm-hmm. instead of thinking whether it's a it shouldn't be a black or white issue, it should be a right, a right or wrong yes, issue, sir. and that that reframes everything right. when you think of it. That's been important to you to try and uh, and do some teaching and yes, and let people know, uh, you know, what it's like from both sides to a certain extent. That's right. that's something that you've been into, right? Yes, sir. I just believe there's a lot of ignorance in this world. And one of the best ways to defeat ignorance is through education. Mm-hmm. And uh, one way in my community growing up biracial, I've been able to see both sides. And I always want people to understand, yeah, you need to understand. Like when people say, oh, I don't see color. No, you should. So you can understand potentially what that person who looks differently from you is going through. And there's some classes that are provided at Oklahoma or at Norman North and Norman High called Introduction to Ethnic Studies. That's just trying to teach people about cultures and ethnicities that are different from their own so they can have a better understanding of who they're around, making the people that are taking these classes hopefully more well-rounded people, which is just going to benefit the community as a whole. Yeah, it's like when I hear, you know, the old argument of, oh, why can't we use the N-word and they can? You know, it's like, yeah. dude, it's it's a cultural thing. That's a That's like bro or something, you know? It's not a term of hatred or disrespect. You can't – it's not the same thing. And it's just little stuff like this that – uh, people need to understand uh, cultural differences. Some things are, are appropriate in one culture and, and not, but right or wrong transcends that or right. should. It should. And, you know, like you said, culturally things are different and you won't truly ever feel it, but you can do your best to maybe understand it. Right. And that happens through communication. And the reason why I'm big on right versus wrong is because if you make it versus two separate parties, then it's going to be a constant fight back and forth. But when you're able to sit there and say, hey, this is right and this is wrong, you can more have, you can have a better collective group speaking against something, which is uh, an example that was shown through the OU program when the SAE incident happened. Yeah, which was a horrible, horrible deal. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, Jordan Evans is with us. Uh, let's go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 479. What's up? How you doing? How does it seem that college football – Teams on the defensive side are behind the curve compared to the offenses. However, in the pros, the competition is much more equal on either side of the ball. Uh, Well, one, there's so many things that you can do on the offensive side. Defensively, there's only so many calls. You know, there's a different level of depth of playbooks. Um, Secondly, uh, when you get to the league, I don't think you guys understand how good these players are. So unlike college, when you have – Maybe not all 11 stars on defensive side are professional athletes. In the league, you got a corner that can say, hey, you can just go play man over here and you can lock up their best receiver. You don't always have that at the college level. So when you have such high talent in the league, it's a lot easier on the defensive side because guys can actually do that. In college, it's more about the schemes, and it's easier to out-scheme in college than it is in the NFL. What do you think, uh, by the way, of this TCU team uh, this year and how, yeah. you know, my wife doesn't like TCU at all. They're mm. a dirty team. All they do is <laughs> knock out quarterbacks. It's not fair. Yeah. But uh, how about, th- about this team and Max Duggan? Do they have a shot against Georgia? I mean, they made it this far. Why not? I, I think know? they do. I think it's going to be a tough challenge. I, I had a feeling they were going to beat Michigan. I wasn't a fan of the Michigan team. and uh, Michigan basically had a one-game schedule, it seemed like. Ohio State. Right. Throw Penn State. But – it wasn't a difficult road. It and wasn't. TCU won a ton mm-hmm. of one-score games, which yeah. was OU's failure this right. year. Exactly, yeah. What was OU's record? It was something like, oh, yeah, it, was, yeah, it wasn't good when it came to those uh, uh, close games. But, yeah, and I think TCU has a great chance. Their defense is well, plays well. They they have a D-line, even though they do a three-man front. Their D-line gets after it. 
Um, their DBs can cover. So, I mean, they have a shot. It's going to be it's going to be tough because Georgia is obviously you know they're Georgia. They're doing really well, and they got they've been there before. They just won it last year. Uh, but you know, I'm rooting for TCU. I always root for the Big Twelve, especially in bowl season. How about both those semifinal games? I mean, we finally Wonderful. got two great ones, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, I thought the bowl season as a whole was was actually really well. I think there was only maybe one true blowout, and that was unfortunately K State with Alabama. But I was saying that yeah, the two semifinal games were great games down to the last second, and that's what you want to see. Um, you know, that's good for college football. How much of a pain in the ass was K State, by the way? Yeah, I mean, what is it about just? Same system. It seems like they're always well coached. Yeah. When Ron Prince was there, it didn't work out. But from Bill Snyder now to Chris Kleiman, they've always, you know, Darren Sproles or Deuce mm-hmm. Vaughn, and I know he's going to the league. What is it about K State that presented so many issues? When I was there, they just they never beat themselves. Yeah. Um, they were very well coached, knew what they were doing, they knew what they were good at, they knew their identity, and they always performed at a pretty high level. And uh, there was an old quarterback. He's now the OC there. I can't. Colin name. Klein. Klein. I mean, that's just a. He's what he came from there under Snyder. He's now instilling into the team from his form. And, you know, they played at a very high level, won the Big 12 this year. And, you know, Deuce Vaughn, even though he was a little guy, I mean, you saw what he was able to, capable of. And he's, I think he'll have a good shot in the NFL. As a 59-year-old Sooner, I am proud listening to Jordan. What a good person. Total class. Uh, yeah, I can vouch. I can vouch. Thank uh, you. And he's going to be in with us again tomorrow as well. What is your funniest memory with Coach Stoops? Brian in Tulsa wants to know. Uh, I probably the funniest memory. I won't forget my freshman year. Um, we're playing Texas Tech, and Frank Shannon, I think, gets hurt, and Corey Nelson had already tore his pec. So Dominic Alexander was starting as a freshman, and then first series Frank gets hurt, so I get thrown in there. First play of the game, I'm nervous, and I'm like, man, I'm about to just hit somebody just to get these nerves out. I end up hitting a guy late. They mm-hmm. get a first down, and there's a picture of Bob just going off on me. <laughs> Aaron Coleman's behind me looking at me, and I just look so funny. Just And that just this last because there's a picture of it. And the next thing you know, the next play, Aaron Coleman got a pick and saved the day. But just that was like, you know, welcome to yeah. my OU moment. And with Bob, it was just hilarious that, you know, there's a picture of that exact moment. I like it. I like it. So I'm tr- – you lived through the Tavon Austin game too, didn't you? Oh no, that was the year before me. Year before, okay. You so you just missed that. <laughs> yeah, Thank I was you. thinking that night was like, I don't know how many video games you played growing up, but you're mm-hmm. you're too uh, young to remember Tecmo Bowl right. back in the day. But if you had Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl, it was over. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. over, and, and it was like Tavon Austin was that way that night. If you ever want to watch some good highlights, go watch Tavon Austin's highlight film from college, and in that same highlight, it's like he has another movie clip of just his stats against the OU game. So I'm glad I wasn't part of that because they were going he was going off that game, but it's fun to watch as a as a football fan. I remember my wife, I don't do post game anymore. I only do pregame. Mm-hmm. So we I did the pregame and then we went out and she had a birthday party at Sooner Legends mm-hmm. that night. And I can remember people just screaming at the TV all night. Yeah. Because Tavon Austin, they lined him up at running back a bunch. Mm-hmm. And didn't he have like 500 yards total offense? Yeah, there he, were some unhappy people that night. But OU found a way to win the game. Yeah, they did. But shout out to that game for Tavon. That raised his Ooh. draft stock up a lot. Big time, no doubt. <laughs> All right, 405-651-3439. We'll hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we get back. Riverwind Casino, get on out there and play. 
in the uh, Showdown in the Desert promotion. It is a promotion where you play specific electronic gaming machines. The signage will be all around these machines. You cannot miss them. If you do miss them, just ask one of the friendly staff there at Riverwind, hey, where are the Showdown in the Desert machines? Because you want to play with your wild card. You have until January 13th. And what you need to do is rack up as many points as you can. As many points as you can. And if you're in the top five, when they uh, tabulate all the scores on January 13th, the top five point accumulators in this promotion, the showdown in the desert, they're going to go to the Super Bowl on Riverwind. You get, obviously, game tickets, hotel, airfare, even $1,000 in cash. It's one of their best promotions year after year after year. They're going to send you to the Super Bowl. So get out and play with your wild card right now at Riverwind. All right, break time. And again, the Air Cover Solutions text line is blowing up. We'll get to more of your questions for Jordan Evans here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Back with you, Mike Steely, along with former Sooner linebacker Jordan Evans. Four years in the NFL with the Bengals and uh, headed back. Five years. Yes, That's right. Yeah. Why did I write down four? I'm not a smart man. That's why. <laughs> this old stuff's not fun, Jordan. Just stay in shape, eat well like you're doing, do all of that stuff. That's the plan. Stay on that plan because That's I got it. off that plan and it's not good. <laughs> not good at all. All right. Uh, Travis Davidson is coming in uh, today. Trav uh, texted me that, yes, Jimbo Fisher is hiring its official now. It looks like Bobby Petrino is going to be at Texas A&M. There you go, Jimbo and Bobby Petrino. I wonder if they'll uh, if he'll ride into town on a motorcycle, Bobby Petrino. What do you think? <laughs> Definitely doesn't go with uh, Jimbo's line of "I don't cheat and I don't lie." Yeah, wouldn't that be? That was one of the worst press conferences ever when he showed uh, up with the neck brace and everything. Man. He looks like the guy that showed up you in court. Say worst. You know? As far as, like, memory goes, it's one of the best things that's ever happened. Oh, as yeah, far, the memory was great, but, yeah. yeah, Arkansas, you know what? Awful let's, as Let's well. go ahead and have you in this yeah. press conference with your face all scratched yeah. up. And the neck brace is a good look, too. Go yeah. out and try and explain how you were running around with uh, another lady on your yeah, motorcycle yeah, yeah, and wrecked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not a great situation for his family, necessarily. I would have said, hey— yeah. Press release that, okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not have an actual sit-down press conference. Dump it on Friday about 4.30 in the afternoon. All right, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Evans is with us. Doug Kennan, Mr. Sooner Legends himself. Shout out, Doug Kennan. Doug wants me to ask you, who is better, you or your dad? By far me. There you go. <laughs> Has that ever been a family conversation? No, nah, not really. I mean, he was, you know, Two-time All-Big Eight, two-time captain. He was a great player. He had a sack record for a while. I never yeah. touched none of that. I just always been very competitive with my dad. And I just always say, well, he was a D-lineman. I was more of an athlete, so therefore I think I'm better. There you go. Now, <laughs> is your dad an angry Sooner fan? Is he a realistic Sooner fan? How does he deal with Sooner games now? It's a mixture of both. I mm -hmm. mean, probably a little more on the angry side because he's very – animated when he watches it um mm -hmm. i've seen him one time go get his old ou helmet and put it there for good luck so he's <laughs> he's very involved <laughs> with the games but you know he's all he's a, this is his alma mater his son played there he played there so he just obviously wants ou to do well 
Scott, you raised this kid well, man. He's bright. He's, Shout out uh, to my mama with it, too. He's humble. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good job. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking about that. My dad was a huge Sooner fan. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was born in Norman. I can remember cheers coming from the stadium when I was playing out playing as a kid when I was like three or four years old. And then we uh, ended up going to Sooner games. My dad worshipped the ground that Bud Wilkinson walked on, and he passed away. It's been almost a couple years now. But my dad was the most gentle, patient, loving, great dad you could have. But when it came to Sooner football, things would change. Right. <laughs> I, I once heard him say, I would rather lose to Iraq than Oklahoma State. Mm. This was during, you know, the Gulf War and mm. everything. And I think he was kidding, but I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, people can, uh, people can get a little uh, irate and change a little bit when, when they're watching Sooner football. Uh, so you played a bunch of different sports growing up, though, yes, right? Sir. Did you was football always your first love because your dad playing at OU? Actually, basketball is my first love. I always wanted mm-hmm. to be a basketball player, but obviously didn't work out for me. Um, but then I was big in track. I grew up running track, ran track in high school. But football was like if it was first love was basketball was one A, football mm-hmm. was one B. So it wasn't like a crazy difference. And then when I got when I was better at football. It, Definitely took over for the love. Here's my thought on football, and this is becoming from an old, out of shape, nearly 60-year-old man, because I played football up to my sophomore year, and then I played basketball the rest of the way, mm-hmm. and I believe it or not, I ran track, of course, distance, but <laughs> uh, and played baseball, played them all. But I didn't want to play football, and Butch Peters was at Norman High at that time, and he was the offensive line coach at Norman High, and he was so mad that I didn't want to play football anymore. But I'll tell you what I hated. Football practice is not fun. Foot, basketball practice is all right. I mean, you can get griped out and right. whatever, but it's it's more – football practice is the worst. Yes. Yes, and, sir. Is that at every level? Every level. Uh, my special team coach, Darren Simmons, always said that he was like – he would always say that make practice hard so it makes the game easy. Right. You practice very hard so it's harder in practice than it is in the game so you can go out there and just play fast. So, yeah, practice is not – it's not fun. Inside drill and you're doing it 12 times, you're just going to hit your head oh, yeah. against a huge yeah. alignment. It's, it's some rough work sometimes. Uh, yeah, the, we were doing the Oklahoma drill back in the day. Now, not at your level, but still, it was, you know, and I remember belly flops and all of that stuff. But my thought process, Jordan, was that there's too much practice and not enough games. So I felt the practice ratio overwhelmed the game fun ratio, and I decided, okay, I'm going to play, just play basketball. Yeah, I feel it. It was maybe a smart choice. Even if you're a great player, football practice isn't much fun. Yeah. Was it worse or easier at the NFL level? Um, like you always hear the stories, by the way, on Jerry Schmidt. Oh man, <laughs> once I get to the NF, once I got to the NFL, I mean, after working out with Schmitty, right. it was wasn't that difficult. Yeah, NFL is definitely taken back compared to college. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to practice hard, and training camp gets very intense. But in the NFL, you have to learn how to practice. It's the difference because you have to be able to practice at full speed, but at the same time, you have to practice safe because you have to keep guys healthy. Right. Uh, college is kind of like just go hit, you know. But yeah. Now, strength staff wise, like you said with Schmitty, oh no. Uh, college, <laughs> NFL, you're on your own. College is, you know, with Schmitty especially, he he was he was on us. Everybody has a Schmitty story. Do you have a Schmitty story for us? Stairmaster story. Anything? I got two hours worth of Schmitty uh, right, stories. Well, let's, let's hear a really good one here for a couple minutes. Uh, so, I mean, whether it's me or out or any of my teammates, for sure, Stairmaster 
is was his favorite thing. You show up late, stairmaster. You're overweight, stairmaster. I had to do stairmaster. My freshman year, I got hurt with a high ankle sprain after Baylor. And I remember thinking, man, I can show up late. I don't care. He can't do nothing to me. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a boot on. I have a whole boot on. There's no way I can do Stairmaster. I get in there late. He gives me the big dog talk in his hand and everything. Next thing you know, he says, Stairmaster. I'm like, how? He goes, push it with your hands. I did 30 minutes of Stairmaster on my hands pushing it. Good and Lord. I never showed up late after that. Oh, my gosh. So, so. give me the Schmitty. Uh, when you first see Schmitty and you're late, what does the look like, and does the conversation start off okay, or does it start off he's going ballistic right off the bat? No, nah, he's never, like, ballistic with it. Okay. He talks to you, and his conversation is going to be confusing. You don't – you're like, Schmitty, where are you going with this? Because mm-hmm. he's like, Big Dog, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And then the answer is like, I don't want to hear excuses. Don't talk. And then when he don't talk, he's like, well, why don't you give me an answer? And you're like, I don't know what to do here. Mm-hmm. But he won't look at you. He just continues his work, and then he'll be like – Stairmaster, big dog. And then you go do it, and then you go do the workout, and you don't let it happen again. And some guys obviously happen more than others. I, I needed about one time, and I didn't want to happen again. Does he give you the allotted time on the Stairmaster, or does he, like, walk over and snap his fingers like that's it? Level 10, 30 minutes. Okay. That's what it was. Ten's an easy level, right? No, sir. That thing is moving. <laughs> that thing is moving. <laughs> it can confirm it. Decidedly, it's not an easy level. Yeah. Oh, my it is. Gosh. It was difficult. And then another story I have of him, and he did this with everybody, and that's why so many guys I felt like played at high levels because he expected you to perform high at a high level with his workouts. My freshman year, we're running – it's the July 4th workout, and we always run hundreds. We get up to, like, 2,500s. And the linebacker's time was 17 seconds. So I'm thinking, just finish the 17 seconds. I'm running with Corey Nelson. I'm doing fine. Next note, he goes off on me. He almost kicks me out the workout because he said, you ran track. You're running too slow. The next, like, 20 hundreds, I had to finish at, like, 12 seconds. I'm 40 yards ahead of every other linebacker. Wow. And he's not. And I'm a freshman. Right, I just got yeah. there. He did not care. He expected you to always perform at the highest level that you could. There you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're on the Air Comfort Comfort Solutions text line, we're going to try and get to as many as we can. Tomorrow we are going to dedicate most of the show to all of you guys' questions. All right? But uh, Jordan's going to be with us again tomorrow right here on uh, Steel Man and Thune. Parker is off the rest of the week. we got Drake Dykin running the show for us, having fun talking to former Sooner Jordan Evans. And we'll continue to do so when we get back here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. All right. With former Sooner Jordan Evans. Good to have you with us heading down the stretch. Thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in uh, Paul's Valley. We're sponsoring our second hour. Exit 72, great deals on cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles. They have them there at the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72 and a great deal after the sale. Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. All right. uh, Joe Mixon, controversial figure at OU for a while. We all know about the incident. Bob Stoops gives him a second chance, um, and man, did he ever make the the best of a second chance. One of the best players in the NFL when he was initially drafted by the Bengals, 
The fan base was like, what? Are you kidding me? We're taking this kid? And now he's beloved in Cincinnati. Super popular. Good friend of yours. Talk about the the path that he was on and where he is now because it's really ended up being a a big success story. Yeah, no, shout out to Joe. That's a great friend of mine. Uh, We've been teammates for eight years, three years at OU, five years in the league, and when we got the league, we grew up together out there too. You know, there were still forms of area, or there's some areas that that we had never experienced before, and we were able to rely on each other for that. I mean, we was basically neighbors. Uh, my apartment was right below his, so we hung out every day. And yeah, his 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 story was unique. You know, obviously, everyone knows about what a young at the time how young he was and what he did, and you know, he faced his suspension for it, came back, did right, got drafted high in the second round, and he's become one of the top running backs in the league and. Great teammate, great friend, does a lot of things, has done a lot of things for me as a friend, um, does a lot of stuff in his community. He's a very big, especially to the young youth, has a camp every year where he uh, has uh, a camp out there in, at his old high school. Um, kids from, I think, is starting in maybe third grade, all the way up to like high school area, come out every year, and it's just a great experience, and I always try to make my way out there and help him out. Yeah, and you know we live in a cancel culture now, right? Right, and uh, look, I was one of the uh, the broadcasters at the time that said, you know, I, I forgive Joe Mixon, but I don't want him, you know, get his second chance somewhere else besides OU. It was so ugly, but Bob Stoops stood by him, s- suspended him for a year, and he came back, and again, he has made uh, the most of it. And like uh, like we talked about, they love him in Cincinnati. They do. How do you like the organization, obviously, uh, you know, notoriously when you heard about Cincinnati, ah, they're the cheapest organization in the NFL, but they've got something going pretty good right now, obviously, and yeah. talent means a lot, but, and I was, I've been so impressed with Zach Taylor, his dad, former Sooner Sherwood Taylor, raised him right, I thought the way he handled the uh, situation uh, the other night, you know, with the DeMar Hamlin situation was great. And you're talking about a kid who went from, you know, Norman to originally to Wake Forest and then to Nebraska and now, you know, becoming a really good head coach in the NFL. Pretty impressive. Yes. So uh, what about that organization? Yeah, I think they're – Did you like it? Yeah, it was it was different because I dealt with different coaches and stuff like that. And Zach came around in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had a goal in mind to, to change what that thought of the organization was because at that time we were pretty poor. You know, we were – when I say poor, I'm talking about our records. You know, we hadn't been to the playoffs right. and had a playoff win in years. Uh, so he turned it around, drafted the right guys, made some hits with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And, you know, they're rolling. Um I would not be surprised if they make it right back to where they was at. Pretty impressive, no doubt. All right, real quick. I wonder how Dave Hunziker is feeling about the Cowboy culture now. Oh, the call after the Texas game. Yeah, man, there's an exodus uh, today. Let's see, Bryson Green, John Paul Richardson, Stephon Johnson, the freshman wide receiver. Of course, Spencer Sanders in the portal. Uh, Trace Ford's coming to Oklahoma, obviously. That's a done deal. Uh Mason, a cop, what uh, Southern Cal, uh, Braylon Presley at Tulsa. It's been weird. So, anyway, at, at any point, do you during your OU career, do you think you would have ever considered the portal, or were you totally bought in your whole time? Yeah, I was totally bought in the whole time. No, there wouldn't have been man. Nothing nil wise or anything. Nah, I mean, I didn't get to go through it, so it's hard to actually say because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had those, you know, those temptations of it, but. No, I was pretty, you know, where I, I'm a man of my word. So if I say I'm going here, I got to make it work. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part of it is, 
you know, that's that's what how I was raised as well is that when you start something, you finish it, right? right. You may not like it, but at least finish out the year or whatever, mm-hmm. finish it out. Of course, I didn't do that on a few occasions, like on jobs I didn't like. I did get fired from Arby's for uh, asking. I told them I wanted to take off the entire bowl season mm. when I was in high school, and they said, no, we can't do that. <laughs> well. Well, and later on, you have your infamous trip to Arby's of forgetting to take the food with you, too. That that did happen. That <laughs> did happen. That was a <laughs> great moment. Forgot to just drove off. All right. I, I guess I can tell because Jordan's looking like, what? Yeah. Like, the Arby's incident was I drove through and I ordered two beef and cheddars, you know, the, the, the curly fries. And, of course, what do you need with that to make sure it's healthy? Large Diet Coke. That's right. right? <laughs> and I gave him the money, and then I drove straight off. And left it there. I did. Mm. And then I had to come back around and realize, you know, you reach over for, like, a fry or something. I'm like, uh, what, uh, okay. So I had to make the humiliating drive back to the drive through wait through the drive through Yes, can we help? You know, I'm the guy who left the food, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Sarah, pull around. And then, like, you'd go to that little window, and every Arby's employee's looking like, who's this? There he is right there. <laughs> what an idiot. So, yes, that happened. Uh, I don't know. I think I was in my 40s at the time. I could see it happening today. It shouldn't have happened, like, in my early 40s, but it did. Mm-hmm. The Arby's incident was quite humiliating. All right, got to get out of here. Jordan, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Tomorrow we will get – a lot more uh, text coming in, too. And if you have a question for Jordan tomorrow, make sure you send that in. We want to thank the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group, Paul's Valley, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles. You're looking for one. They have a great selection. And, again, it's that ironclad guarantee that's awesome as well. Oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. All right, we'll have Jordan in again tomorrow. Parker is off the rest of the week. Want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino as well. Get out there, use your wild card, play in the showdown in the desert promotion, rack up as many points as you can. Maybe you will win one of the five trips they're giving away to the Super Bowl January 13th. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.